Welcome to Girls on a Soapbox. We are work friends turned best friends, and we're getting on a new soapbox every episode. We take on every topic from your girls' group chat, laughing, crying, and giving you all the advice we wish that we had gotten. Welcome back. Hey, how are you, Madeline? I'm doing quite well. Um, the winds of change are in the air. Are you talking about fall? No. Oh. It's fucking hot as balls here. I know. Sorry to my parents if you listen. Oops. Um, anyway, just big things happening, and yes. I just feel the feeling is in the air, you know what I mean? The feeling of change. The feeling is, the, yeah, exactly. The feeling of change, tragically, the winds of change literally are not in the air, because I've never felt more stagnant air in my life. Yeah, but... They are doing the pumpkin spice latte again, and that counts for something. You're new to Texas. It stays hot for a while. Like, we won't feel a breeze till Halloween. So if you don't, like, create fall in your mind and your heart, then you just won't it. I get that. <laughs> I, I totally hear you. Um, but here's another thing. Yeah. I'm not a pumpkin spice girly. And I don't mean, like, I am not here to be, like, I am not, I'm not into the vibe. But I don't like the flavor. I love the flavor. I won't get, like, a straight up pumpkin spice latte because mm-hmm. it's so sugary. It right. makes me nauseous. But I'll get, like, pumpkin foam on a cold Okay, that's fair. I haven't tried that. And I am, if there's one thing about me, it's I'm willing to try that. Yeah. So anyway, um, Saba, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good, Madeline. Same thing. A lot of change in my life right now. I'm feeling very pensive these days. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm feeling really pent up. <laughs> like... No, I'm not. Pensive, thoughtful, just kind of navigating some like big decisions which is can be intimidating and daunting but it's also really exciting mm-hmm. um and I'm just really I'm over something in my mind I know doesn't that feel so criminal too because we were dying begging for summer. for summer to come it's I hate that about myself but I do it every year the grass year. is always greener I yeah know. I always say like this is year it's like when you're sick and you're like (laughs) i will never take my clear nostrils for granted i'll never take breathing or like not having a sore for granted and then two days later lo and behold there you are taking it for granted (laughs) exactly i was so this winter was so cold (laughs) so cold and so gray we were, like, straight up depressed. It was yeah. so sad. And we were like, this is the summer. Like, I will appreciate every hot day. And then it was over 100 degrees for, like, 40 days in a row. Yeah. That's a real statistic, I think, in Texas. And <laughs> Look it up. And it's been brutal. I have, like, reverse seasonal depression because I can't go outside. (laughs) But you know what's even worse is that means we've had it twice in one year. Literally, there are, like, two weeks in the spring and two weeks in the fall that I feel good. I know. I went outside to take Penelope to the bathroom the other morning, and it was 
below 80 degrees and I literally almost put a sweater and long pants on for the rest of the day but then yeah. it was feels like 110 later boy don't I know it don't I know it sister okay anyway are we gonna do what's making you cry what's making you die a segment where we say what is making us feel tender-hearted and what we're obsessed with at the time Okay, totally. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go ahead. I think I went first last time. Okay, what's making me die, aka what am I obsessed with? My new tweed jacket that I got from Crew. It's giving. It is giving. But not only that. Oh my gosh, and I got my hair done today. I'm blonde again. I tried to be brunette. I tried to go to my natural color and it's just... It sucks, and I I learned my lesson. I tried to be, like, natural, and I did it for, like, eight months. Yeah. And I've just been miserable the entire time, and it's not worth it anymore, this, like, experiment that I did. But it's, I I love it, and it's really, it complements your natural color and plays into it really well. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't go as blonde and as I've been in the past. I'm trying to like keep some of my natural color, mm-hmm. but I'm a blonde at heart. Yeah. And it's time for me to like stop pretending otherwise. Yeah. But I really respected the experiment, but I'm excited for you that you're back, baby. Yeah. Go ahead, Madeline. Okay. What I will say right now is making me cry is I had a realization the other day wherein I realized I've like really come around I think in my like grief healing journey where in this this like won't really make sense unless you're me so I'll try to explain it as best as I can (laughs) um but I like really really took time off of like doing anything outside of work you know because I just like didn't really have it in me to like extend myself in pretty much anything besides working Um, And then I would go home and, like, immediately sleep. But I've realized over the past couple of months I've been making a lot more plans lately. I've been, like, out during the week. Not like I'm out, like, partying out, but I'm just seeing my friends a lot more often. I'm feeling a lot more open to committing to plans, which is huge. So that's, like, a huge, that feels like a huge milestone for me. So that's making me cry. What's making me die? Um, Alex and I are flying out to Michigan, and we're gonna go see my favorite artist of all time, Brandi Carlisle, and I was just designing an arrangement and listening to her music. I was here all alone and just screaming her songs, and she gets me every time, and I'm always gagged over her, and I'm so excited, so I'm dying over the fact that I'm finally gonna see her. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. There's nothing like picking out a concert outfit. I know, and I've been thinking about that all day. So I'll probably be texting you questions about that. I am ready. Okay, amazing. Are we getting on our soapbox? I think we should get on our soapbox since we were just talking about taking our open nostrils for granted. Dare we just. Yeah. Our topic today is a broad one. Mm-hmm. We're going to be getting into wellness. Wellness as a concept, health as a concept, weight, weight neutrality. Mm-hmm. We're giving 
health and fitness, but also the mental health aspect of it all. Yes. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, I guess I'll just give my credentials real quick, and then if you want to give yours. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think you introduced it very well. Um, my credentials are that I'm a person, and Not therefore... That, you're a woman. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm a woman person who has a body who gains and loses weight with lots of fluctuation. And not only weight, but, like, I experiment with wellness and what that means to me in the mental-emotional world as well. And I have never totally nailed it. And those are my credentials. Amazing. I'm going to talk about our credentials as the two of us because mm. this is an area where I feel like we align a lot. Yeah. Um, we are both health conscious, mm-hmm. but neither of us are super anal about, oh, we never have gluten or we like don't eat sugar or mm-hmm. we work out every single day. But we both care a lot about taking care of ourselves and feeling our best. And I feel like most people fall somewhere in between the extremes of like, I get up at 5 a.m. every day, work out, eat nothing but spirulina and chia seeds versus somebody who like is eating takeout for every meal, Mm -hmm. feeling like really gross, Mm -hmm. not... um, not taking care of themselves as much and most people fall in the middle and we definitely both fall in the middle so we want to talk about this in a balanced way definitely and basically just say what we've found that really works for us and what we've found that really doesn't yeah I love that yeah um do you want to kick us off I'd love to kick us off, and I'm going to start it off with products that have made, like, a real actual difference in my life that I would tell everyone that I care about to buy, like, right now. My first one is this alarm clock that I had Andrew get for my birthday. It's the Hatch Restore 2. (laughs) It's a really expensive alarm clock. It made a huge difference just in how I start the day because basically it's like a, I'm sure you could find like a cheaper version on Amazon, like a sunrise Mm. alarm basically where it, let's say you set it to get up at seven at 630, it gets like a tiny bit of brightness and then every minute it like increases the brightness so you wake up very slowly to light oh I honestly didn't know what it did (laughs) I just loved that you loved it it's amazing because I would use my phone alarm to get up every day and no matter what sound I chose it was so jarring and I just got this shot of cortisol every morning like (gasps) when I woke up yeah and this machine you very, very, very gently wake up with light and then it'll add sound. And you, it's an app on your phone that you connect with the Hatch system. They also make sound machines for babies and stuff. And they have all of these amazing sounds and you can like choose different ways to wake up. And it's a reverse alarm clock so you can set it before bed where it'll do a sunset. So it'll start out bright 
and then slowly get darker and darker playing meditative music. I'm laughing right now to Saba because I had literally no idea what this product is and suddenly I'm like, okay. I know, I know. I'm sold. It's so good and it really changed the way that I start my day Mm -hmm. and end it. And that was huge for me. Just, I think a big part of wellness for me is reducing cortisol. I was just going to say, that's that's something we talk about often. And it's both Sava and I are major anxiety girlies. Yes. We live in a state of anxiety. We eat, sleep, breathe anxiety. <laughs> and occasionally poop it when yeah. we're not constipated, which is another wellness topic. Um. But yeah, so we really try to live our lives almost solely trying to figure out how to lower our cortisol levels. A thousand percent. And that was a big deal to me, that alarm clock. My second product that changed everything is going to make Madeline so mad, and I'm ready for it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Bring it on, baby. So I got a Stanley, the cup, and I am telling you. On a normal day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, I'm also not really, like, a soda juice person. I would have maybe, on a good day, like, three, four cups of water. Yeah. I, and I like water. I'm not one of those people that, like, has to flavor it or anything, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't drink enough water. If I was trying so hard and I got a Stanley, which of course I'm sure by now everyone knows what it is. It's like that big tumbler with a handle and a straw. I didn't buy the hype for so long. I'm telling you there's something in that fucking cup. I drink over a gallon of water a day now. And I'm really, I never had like a quote unquote emotional support water bottle. I didn't get into the hydro flask. I had tried to buy one of those enormous ones from Amazon that had, like, the times on the side of it of, like, this is how much you should have drank by, like, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever. Couldn't do it until I got the Stanley. There's something in the (laughs) straw. There's something in, like, the handle and the cup holder of it all. But drinking over a gallon of water a day... I think my skin is better, my digestive system is better, and now if I don't drink my usual amount of water, I feel parched. Yeah. Where I could have literally, I think before I started, if I had a cup of water, I I wouldn't even feel thirsty. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, and I will admit to that. <laughs> Madeline doesn't like the Stanley. She, like, doesn't think there's anything special about it, which I agree. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that it works for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually didn't mean that as a slight, but I just... <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have a water bottle, and I really like it. I just... I know, but you don't use it. And it's I... right here. Okay. Listen. Anyway, I, I'm genuinely really grateful that it's been working for you. I, I, I just, I will die on this hill because I know how it sounds because I felt the same way before. But 
the results speak for themselves. If you have $40 to spend on a water bottle, I would say do it. Because most wellness things I don't think are worth the money. Oh, and that's a, a solid point for being on our soapbox. I'm sharing products that are, like, to me, literally actually worth the money. Yeah. Because 99% of quote-unquote wellness stuff is a crock. What is that? Like, bullshit. I've Have you not heard no, of that? No, I've never heard that word. <laughs> I literally just imagined the shoe. <laughs> no, Which like, I thought was, like, a metaphor for being, like, it's pointless. <laughs> no. My it's parents, a crock. My parents are both like gagged for crocs, so I won't <laughs> shit on crocs. No croc slander here. I just was confused. No, yeah. I love that though. So if you find something that genuinely actually works for you and makes you feel better in your daily life, that is where you should be spending your money a thousand percent. I totally agree, and I think that's kind of the entire thesis statement of this episode is that as a Surgeon General's warning, we have literally no credentials aside from the fact that we are in our mid-20s and have survived up until this point. So, like, we've at least sustained ourselves this far, but we we have, like, this isn't backed in research, and I just want to say that right now. It's only backed in experience. Yeah, but... I feel like every woman that I know has had to be her own researcher. No, and and I mean that in a good way, actually. I just, to your point of saying, like, we just kind of had to figure it out. Yes. Is, that's all to say, like, every person is going to have the right thing for them. You have to be, like, your own, not your own doctor, but your own, like, like, wellness advocate. Yeah, your own least. wellness coach. Like, if you follow someone on Instagram and they eat keto, that does not mean that your body is going to respond to it the same way. Same for any kind of diet, same for any kind of workout. Really what wellness is to me and to, like, my close people in my life is different for every single person. Exactly. Genetically. Mm-hmm. We are all so different that a diet that changes one person's life will destroy the body of another person. Exactly. And so that's also why I suggest using social media influencers, <laughs> use it as an idea board and cherry pick what works for you and throw in the trash what doesn't. Right. And like use their their information as an idea board. We're not using like other people's bodies as an inspiration board. Oh, a thousand percent. Actually, Madeline, let's get more into that because I think weight and body image go very much hand in hand with mm-hmm. wellness. And you can't really talk about one without the other. I agree. So this is something that I actually, well, I don't want to say actually. I'm always like, I'm actually very passionate about that. I'm actually very passionate about most things, (laughs) um, which is why we decided to start a podcast. (laughs) But it's something that I have overall, I would say, had a very positive experience with. And I've recognized over time that that's not necessarily the majority's experience 
But one thing I will say that I have come to value so much as a young adult is in hindsight, I realized that my mom never talked to us about her weight in a good way or a bad way. I just can't even think of a singular time when she she made any sort of comment about like, oh, these pants don't fit me, or I've lost weight, or I've gained weight. It was never celebrated in a in the best way. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, so all of that to say, I just didn't grow up. Like, of course, I was conscious, like, and aware of body image and how I felt in my own body, but at least in the confines of my own home, I was not living in a world where that was the focal point of who I am, and it was just never a conversation really among my mom, my dad, my siblings, so I just kind of had this like glorious little body image neutral shield around me as I grew up and that has probably been literally one of the biggest gifts of my life because it's really helped me in some other moments in my life where I think it could have gotten more dicey um but I've I've been like given that huge gift of neutrality and it's carried me very very far and I think it's developed a really healthy balanced mindset on weight and losing weight and gaining weight and what I look like and yeah not to say that I don't have insecurities or moments when I want thing a or thing b to be different about myself that's not what I'm saying but just generally speaking I'm able to approach body image issues with a lot of neutrality yeah which I'm really grateful for no, that's a big deal um we never had a scale in our house growing up. Same. And I think that's huge. I think if you are weighing yourself every single day, you should throw your scale away. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, like, weighing yourself intrinsically is bad. But if it, if you think about it every single day, you need a break from it. It's yeah. not the most accurate representation of your health at all or even truthfully how you look sometimes my clothes fit better I look like I look great to myself Mm -hmm. I look um the way I want to and the scale has gone up and it's so arbitrary absolutely so I'm not saying it's bad really it's just information and if you're working towards something very specific health-wise, like you need to gain weight or lose weight and you're using it as information, if you're using it as information to help you and you don't think about it every day, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a good thing. And Take the batteries out and see how you feel after a month. Yeah. I think you'd be surprised yeah. at how little it helps. Definitely. And I think for me, I so I went through a period of time about two, three-ish years ago, somewhere in between there, 
where I was, and I'll, I'll give a quick caveat to this. Obviously, I know there's like a huge conversation about body shaming and just that whole thing. And I know it can seem at a glance very gauche to be like, I think they, that's hard. But everyone it it is experience exactly yeah and and when in my experience I was continuing to lose weight in an unhealthy way where I could not figure out how to stop it that is a problem so there there are issues on both ends and there is obviously like people who are body shamed for bigger that's a far more prominent thing that people experience in our world And at the same time, there is a lot to be said about people making comments about being like, why do you, are you losing weight? Like, what are you doing? Look sick or, you know, just different things. Like, you need a cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why don't you just eat more? It's like, I think I haven't thought about that or tried that. So anyway, I digress. A few years back, I was experiencing health issues that I couldn't really figure out for a long time. I was losing weight like crazy. I couldn't grasp what the problem was. Nothing was fitting me anymore. I was feeling incredibly self-conscious. And people were constantly making comments to me about that. And so I think that kind of, it was really the first time in my life when I experienced like a a big weight issue which I'm grateful for that it you know so much of my life went really neutrally in that respect um but I think at that time was when I was like okay I like I've been an athlete my whole life I've always had that to kind of give me a sense of what my wellness should look like but I am now out of college I don't do any sports I just like work out recreationally and wellness is kind of this big nebulous exactly exactly so I think when that kind of started to happen to me that's when I was like okay I have to figure out what health and wellness means to me because there's no program like there's no coach telling you what your goals are or what you do exactly exactly and I probably should have seen a doctor but I didn't (laughs) but I will say I I was my only goal was to feel a physically better and like more energized because I was really struggling with that and then feel comfortable in my own skin again and for me that's what health and wellness is it's feeling confident in myself feeling comfortable feeling energized, feeling just strong, strong, exactly, yeah, exactly. And so what did you figure out? What did you change to feel better? So I um, ended up realizing that I had like a severe gluten intolerance. And I will say, I cut it out for about three years. And now I'm not necessarily living by that rule. I don't know the science behind it, but I'm pretty sure my gut lining healed a lot. Um, but so I realized that whatever the science was, it was like eating the nutrients. 
my stomach couldn't process the gluten. Mm, so, so you weren't absorbing exactly. anything out of the food you were eating. Exactly. So I cut out gluten completely, and I would start making myself, like, insane protein shakes with, like, yogurt and chia seeds and oats and peanut butter and protein powder and, like, everything under the sun. I really, really believe in the power of protein. Me too. Yeah, so I just tried to go more protein heavy. But truly, I didn't do anything crazy. And I think that's kind of the point is, like, I didn't go and put, like, get an IV drip of anything. Like, you know, any synthetic anything. I just really tried to cut out the gluten see how that did for me and the thing about gluten is that homemade sourdough bread Mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff isn't bad for you but when you cut out gluten you act kind of like accidentally end up cutting out a ton of processed food yeah that's because most processed food has gluten in it and Mm -hmm. so I think actually why sometimes people feel better eating gluten-free it's not because they have a gluten intolerance it's because they're getting a break from overly processed food yeah I think that's definitely an aspect of it for sure yeah um talking about the weight aspect of it for me I think because I grew up without a scale Mm -hmm. I had a very (laughs) different relationship with weight than a lot of my friends growing up. I had one friend um, in middle school, and she, God, this is, like, crazy thinking back on it. She had, like, carved her weight on the wall every single day. She would weigh herself and write it on her wall. Oh, that makes me And so she would, sad. like, circle this one, like, group of numbers, from, like, when she had the stomach flu, and it was the <gasps> lowest. Oh, yeah, I just got crazy. chills in a bad way. That makes me so sad. I know, and I was, what, like, 13, 14, so I didn't really, like, understand how crazy it was. Right. Um, but it's a trip being a girl, mm-hmm. um, and I was definitely very conscious of it. I've never been, even at my lowest weight, I'm just not a skinny person. I have curves and um wider set hips and I'm super confident and I love my body, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not been easy. And I think a big thing for me why wellness is more important to me now as I'm getting older is I had that experience that I feel is somewhat universal mm-hmm. of I be in college or okay let me start here. I'd be in high school and I'd see a picture of me and I'd think, oh my God, I'm so fat and ugly and disgusting. A year goes by and I look back at that picture and I'm like, oh my God, I used to be like so skinny and pretty and now I'm really fat and ugly and disgusting. Mm. A year goes by and I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking then? Now Mm -hmm. I'm really... And I saw this meme that was like... My fitness goal is to be as fat as I thought I was in high school. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is such a bummer that I'm like missing out on all of this stuff. Because if you just apply the logic down the road, 
then however you're feeling now, in a couple of years, you'll look back and think, oh my god, I looked so great. Right. And I was just not wanting my life to go by. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a, a balancing act because I found as I was like getting more confident, I went through a work experience where I was extremely stressed, mm-hmm. extremely burnt out. Mm-hmm. I ended up gaining a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. I was eating a ton of processed food. I was drinking. I was puffy. I And I wasn't tuning in with my body. Mm-hmm. I think part of it was like, I don't, I don't want to beat myself up for looking a certain way. I right. can feel great at any size. Yeah. But I took it too far and wasn't actually checking in with how I genuinely felt. Right. So I think there's a big balancing act there. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize that your body wasn't built to look like your friend's body or right. people on Instagram. And, like, you need to be happy. Or I guess you don't need to be happy. I guess the goal would be to be happy with yourself and mm-hmm. feel confident in your own skin. Yeah. But also, how you look and feel physically is often really good clues for what's going on inside. And so I wouldn't necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater and say... I'm, you know, it doesn't matter at all. The physical side doesn't matter at all. I think if you feel so tired and your weight is going in an extreme way on either end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. those are God-given clues to check in with yourself. Right, like our bodies truly do try to speak to us and tell us what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of something that I am working through with the whole health and wellness concept right now is because I'm probably about a year and a half out from like restabilizing my body. And because I was just so out of control with losing weight, I was really. I wasn't doing anything. Besi- I mean, after cutting out gluten, I guess, that aside, I was like, well, I, I don't feel like I can work out now because I don't want to lose more weight. Lose more weight. I don't want to work out. I don't want, to- you know, I was basically just trying to like stay away from gluten and eat as much as I could. And, and that kind of carried over where I've like, barely worked out since then and we're talking years ago and what I'm not saying is that's inherently bad what I am saying is that I can tell my body is craving movement because I feel restless I feel sluggish I I've generally or at least for the first like 20 however many years of my life I was a very active person and so I can just tell when I'm feeling restless physically. A thousand percent. And so I think, I mean, I don't know, I guess I just want to affirm that, like, it's so easy for the pendulum to swing so far to one end or the other. And this is something Saba and I always talk about, is the hardest thing to do is 
be balanced in any context of your life. It's so easy to be extreme. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we talk about on the podcast a lot is that when you're on social media or like sometimes listening to other podcasts, you hear these super extreme experiences and most people fall somewhere in the middle. But yeah, in, in your own life, the right answer is usually somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. of two extreme things. Yeah. And you have to be really thoughtful about not going too far in one direction. Yeah, and it's very difficult. And that is honestly something that I'm really struggling through right now. And it's not like it's so detrimental. It's not causing me a ton of strife, necessarily. It's just something I'm aware of. And again, I think that is, that's the conversation at hand, is that wellness is so much of just, like, really being gentle with yourself and being as intuitive and in tune with your heart, mind, body, soul as possible. Yeah. And just listening to the cues. And I think that's been a huge, that is like my entirety of my like health and wellness routine is just listening to my body and being like, you know what? I can tell that my body really wants a walk today. So I don't want to, but I'm going to get up and take my body on a walk today. Mm -hmm. And just really trying to listen to the cues that it's, giving me because they're there for a reason like I need to take a nap today even though I wanted to get xyz done I can feel that my body needs it exactly and I don't know I think for me like I know that wellness will change for me as life goes on because it always does for everybody um but I think just approaching myself with gentleness but also a sense like a degree of firmness when I know that there is something my body is asking for. And that's pretty much my entire wellness routine. I love that. I'm going to get pretty granular on what I feel like has really been making me feel well recently. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a lot of trial and error um, that took me to a place where I feel really good. And so I'll start with kind of daily things that I do. First of all, it was huge for me to have wellness goals that didn't have anything to do with weight. Absolutely. I needed other reasons to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, So my goals were I want to be really strong. Mm Me and Andrew, my husband, are in the phase of life where we're starting to think about kids. Mm -hmm. And I want to be in the healthiest place in my life when we even start to have that conversation. And so it actually helped me to have an external goal. Yeah. My husband um, used to be a professional golfer, and he said having 
external goals. Like, I need to be able to hit this bar, ball, ball, (laughs) as far as possible or whatever they do in golf. So I'm going to do these exercises to make myself strong for this. Yeah. Versus he said that was great. And it was actually really hard for him after he quit to work out because he was like, what am I doing this for? Just because I'm supposed to. Yeah. And so the two of us thinking about becoming parents has given us and I'm talking about like in the future, but it's given us an external goal that helped to motivate me without it being about how I look. Right. So whatever you can do to find that, that motivation for yourself Mm -hmm. that isn't tied to a number on a scale. Right. I would say nail that down. Or like an image. An image. Nail that down. Um, and I just wanted to feel the best that I could on mm-hmm. a daily basis. Yeah. That's it. So a lot of this advice is like unsexy and unfun. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Uh, most people I'm sure will hate that. <laughs> um, I think we should do an episode about it. Definitely. And it's something that I used to do a lot and it's yeah. fun and it's great, but mm-hmm. I look different. I feel feel different. My life has changed. So me and Andrew, we don't drink alcohol. I try to eat as many whole foods as possible, like vegetables, meat, eggs, dairy, whatever has one ingredient. I try to make that. Mm -hmm. And then I have fun. You know, we like go out to eat. We love you know, cooking fun things or like ordering takeout. But as much as possible, I try to eat things that aren't processed. Mm -hmm. I started weightlifting. Mm -hmm. I hate cardio. Literally, if you ever see me running or jogging or doing like a jumping jack, I can't even talk about it. It makes me angry. I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and I hate, I am really not a workout person. Yeah, I don't I get like it. exercise, but I wanted to be really strong. And so I started lifting weights and I love it. Yeah, I actually really love it too. It's so fun. Yeah. And I feel better. I feel stronger. It feels like I have really bad knees mm-hmm. and um, it's been super gentle on my knees. I really love it. I can't say enough good things. Yeah. And I'm not like bulking up. I don't know if people like get afraid of like looking very hard to bulk up. So I wouldn't like worry about it yeah. if I were you. Um, and I think one thing for me is I really hate going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It was like, if I have to drive 30 minutes to a gym and then like change yeah, and then work out and then change again and then drive home, what should have taken me like 30 minutes to an hour is now multiple hours out of my day. Right. I hated that. And so really I have found for myself, and this is what it's all about, finding out what works for you, Mm -hmm. is that if I have it in my home, I will do it. Yeah. So some people may love leaving home to go to a gym and having an extra, you know, whatever works for you do that. And it won't be what works for your friend. Mm -hmm. I hate classes. I hate people telling me what to do. Yeah. But for some people, that's what they need. So whatever it is that's going to get you to do it, to move in some way, 
in any way that makes you feel good and energized and strong, find a way to do it. Um, and then I take a bunch of vitamins. I would say if you can get blood work done, try to do that just so you can see what your levels are and then supplement with where you're you're lacking. I wouldn't say just like take any vitamins, but if you can get blood work done, definitely do that. And that's pretty much it. I think I wake up more gently with my alarm clock. I drink a ton of water with my special cup. (laughs) I have found a way to exercise for really like the first time in my life, a way that feels sustainable Mm -hmm. because I was not a sports girly like Madeline. (laughs) I I did synchronized swimming when I was like, you know, which is five. A, so iconic, and B, the most, like, if someone, before I knew anything about, well, I guess maybe if I had known you for, like, three months, but I didn't know that, and you were like, what sport did I do? You would say synchronized swimming. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then I, like, joined. In the best way, might I add. Thank you. Yeah. I joined the bowling team in high school, <laughs> but that was... Did you get kicked off? I got kicked off because I'm not good at bowling. I thought it was more like a funny thing to do, <laughs> but the people actually on the bowling team that were actually good didn't think it was funny. Didn't you also get kicked out of choir or did I make that up? I don't know. Did I make that up? I was in choir. I may have gotten kicked out of a choir. Who the hell knows? I think you got kicked out of choir. I might just be gaslighting you into a funny story. Okay, anyway, sorry, keep going. But I never had a sport. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved being outside. I love moving, but I'm not, I didn't have like an identity in any of those things. Right. So finding something that I really liked doing, mm-hmm. and in college that was yoga, I ended up loving that, and then now it's weightlifting. Yeah. Um, I've just tried, I have found that, like, the less I try to force myself into liking something, like, if you hate running, don't run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you hate, what is it? Not beatboxing. <laughs> Kickboxing. <laughs> If you literally hate beatboxing, then don't, don't fucking be- beatbox, you idiots. Yeah, and that's where, that's key advice. Well, if you hate kickboxing, yeah. don't and do that. Can I make a little um, caveat to this? Yes. Maybe it's not a caveat, it's just an additional side piece. Um, all of the things that you enjoy are totally subject to change. Yes. So just because, and I don't mean to be like, um, your days are limited of liking weightlifting Saba. No, no. But for example, I used to be a runner. I was a sprinter specifically. I fucking hate going for runs now. And I used to do a lot of weightlifting. Couldn't be motivated to do it right now. I Lean used to go climbing. Lean wherever you are. Exactly. So, and I don't think any of that is, it, it's just neutral. It's not good or bad that I'm like into it or not into it right now. And all of the things, all of the things that I used to be really dedicated to doing are things that obviously at a time I really loved and really got a lot out of those specific activities. So there's a high likelihood that I'll go back to them, but for this stage and this moment in my life, it's not the type of movement that motivates me. 
So don't don't hold yourself to being no. like I used to be. I used to go beatboxing. I used to go kickboxing five times a week, and now I, I can't it. stand the thought. Don't do it anymore. No. Try stretching until Try it turns into something different. Andrew's cousin does silks. Those I want to be hang. one of those yes. people. That hang from the ceiling, yeah. and it looks so cool and fun. I think, like, make it fun for you if yeah. you can. And this is coming from a person who has really struggled in my life to find exercise that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So just know that it is not coming from someone who has worked out their whole life and enjoyed it at all. I'm just saying that I've realized whatever you can do that you're going to have fun with and do consistently, just do it. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think as kind of as I was referencing at the beginning of the episode, just kind of moving through like this new stage of my life, I'm really looking forward to figuring out what like form of movement is best for me in this next stage. And I think a huge thing not being on my eight hours a day is going to, I don't know how, but I think it will affect me in my motivation to do more exercise in some form. But I really think I might enter into a little yoga era. I love yoga. It's never been, I've done maybe three classes in my entire life. Really? Yes, I never really need a stride. But I really I like feel and that's kind of my thing is I like feel things in my heart a lot and I'm like, am I interested in becoming a rock climber? And then I did and I loved it for a time. And right now I'm like, am I gonna be a yoga girl for a little while? And I think I will. I think so. So I'm really looking forward to it and I am excited about kind of the um accountability of the podcast because this is now like documented information that I want to try it so I think it'll hold me accountable so totally I'll keep you all updated in like maybe a few weeks to a couple months and let you know if I ever tried I just had a few like minor notes that I don't want to forget to say okay go ahead number one try to get off your phone as much as you can uh, I don't think it's good for anyone, mm-hmm. and I just have uh, time limits that I set on my iPhone for, like, the big apps, like Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Um, and then I try not to consume content that stresses me out. Agreed. Like, I can't watch TV shows. This goes back to our whole cortisol thing. Yeah. But I can't watch TV shows that I'm, like... Mm-hmm. what's gonna happen next and if that means that I'm gonna like watch the office the office for like the 20th time then so be it but mm-hmm. like the music that I listen to the tv shows that I watch they've got to make me feel good and not stressed absolutely I think that's a great point and this is kind of maybe this wow excuse me I just burp. <laughs> this is maybe diverting a little bit too much with or like maybe getting too granular in like the mental wellness space but for me I like I really enjoy Instagram I've had a very very on and off relationship with it where I'll delete it for like seven months and then I'll download it again but something for me and my own like mental wellness is I follow maybe like 200 people only 
And Sava and I were just laughing about this the other day because she didn't know that you can get to the end of your timeline where it says you're all caught up. But that's, like, my happy place on Instagram is following, like, truly only the people that I would say hi to on the street. And then, like, a couple creatives that really inspire me. But, like, go to the spaces where you are spending so much of your time, be it your music or your TV or your phone, and, like, make it a welcoming place for yourself. Because at the moment, at least, I'm in, like, the on-again, in my on-again, off-again relationship with Instagram. But it's, like, a much more welcoming place for me. Because admittedly, I unfollowed a ton of people, and mostly it was completely not personal. It was just like, I don't really know you, or this isn't or adding exactly, or like I'm finding myself being jealous or judgmental or whatever it might be. But like, all of that to say, in these spaces where you find you're spending most of your time, like maybe mentally to your point about the TV, like, if it's kind of stressing you out or adding... Oh, yeah. I deleted TikTok, which was, like, tragic to me because Mm -hmm. I love TikTok. Yeah. But I would go, like, hours and be scrolling, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Delete. Right. I'm unwell. I'm obviously not well enough to do this, and it is not worth me, like, wasting hours of my day. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, like, kind of tied to Instagram for work, and I know some people are, too, so then I put time constraints on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then it was crazy, because once I deleted it, for, like, a day, I don't even think I thought about it. Yeah, it's I like completely get that. I know. No, it literally is. But I think all of this just falls under the greater umbrella of, like, in intuiting is that a word i think it is no intuiting what our minds and our bodies are asking of us if there is one takeaway from all of our advice and everything that works for us i think to boil it down it would be be ruthless with everything in your life and take real inventory of how it makes you feel whether that's an app a food group, uh, a friend, a friend, uh, your scale, um, your relationship. Take real, brutally honest inventory of mm-hmm. if it is making you better or worse, yeah, happier or sadder, more stressed, and and be ruthless with yeah. cutting it out. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the biggest thing for me with drinking which again we'll like get into it specifically yeah but I I enjoyed it and it wasn't like anything insane but I got really brutal and I was like if I were the only person on earth and I took out like all of the social things tied to it and how it's fun or whatever and just took inventory of how it made me feel physically anxiety wise yeah would I do this if I were the last person on earth Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't yeah and I was like why am I doing this I it's Mm -hmm. just really hard to think about things truly like 
only from your own perspective. Yeah. So you have so many ideas about, like, what's normal or, like, what you should be doing. Right. But if you can say, like, if I had unlimited options or I was the only person in the world, would I be doing these things? Like, would I be weighing myself three times a day? (laughs) Yeah. Would I be, like, drinking? Would I be, you know eating Uber Eats, like, every day if I had every other option available to me. And I think that's the best way to get to your own wellness journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of... That's all we got, right? That's all, folks. folks. This is becoming like a new regular ending. And you know what's crazy? And Andrew gets so mad when I do that because I think I do it wrong. It's like a pig, right? Yeah. A pig says that from Looney Tunes. I'm going to be honest with you. The only, (laughs) the only true like encounter I have with that or that I can consciously remember is the scene from Mrs. Doubtfire when Robin Williams character gets fired and he's, his whole job is impressions. For those of you who haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, but he does the pip, 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 piss off, Lou, and he like walks out, and that's all I know. So I don't know. You could be doing it right or wrong, and I wouldn't know. Perfect. Then I'm gonna keep doing it. Keep doing it, baby. Bye. Bye.